0: This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. My name is Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino, one of your co-hosts. And, of course, joining me is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And we are back with another film review. And we will be reviewing Disney's 60th film to premiere in theaters in Kanto. And, of course, it's one that we have been talking about for a while Eric I remember mentioning this back maybe a couple of years ago we didn't know the name of the film but we did report on Lin-Manuel Miranda working on an undisclosed Disney film and this is this film so I'm interested to see how this goes you and I per usual have not talked about it but I will say I'm a little worried (laughs)
1: let's just say that this review is not going to go the way you think it's going to go because we usually are pretty in sync and uh, no, nope. no, I'm
0: getting the vibe that that's not the case for this episode. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. All right. It's going to be a long night here. So anyway, uh, welcome to the way Forward podcast. For those of you that are brand new, thank you so much for joining us. If you're not necessarily looking for a review on this film, which will be spoiler free, just so you guys know, that's OK. Or you want to maybe come back after you've seen the film yourself and see if your thoughts match up with ours. That's perfectly fine. Make sure you check out the rest of our library. I promise you there is something here for everybody. And for those of you longtime listeners, welcome back to the show. Thank you all so much for the support. Uh, As you may know, December is going to be a little bit light for us because Eric and I are going to be taking some time off. We're going on a little bit of a vacation out to Los Angeles here this weekend. Uh, We're going to go to L.A. Comic Con as well as the uh, see the Jacksonville Jaguars get absolutely destroyed by the Los Angeles Rams but a vacation nonetheless and then of course we'll be taking some time off at the end of the month for the holidays but we're still going to be bringing you a whole lot of really really great content so Eric for any of the new listeners that are sticking around let them know how our movie reviews typically go
1: we have a very simple format for our reviews here on the wait for it podcast we start off with likes keeping it positive at the start then we segue over into the opposite end of the spectrum dislikes and eventually we go ahead and move on to our overall thoughts and we give a final grade on a scale from we learned. Uh, we're not sure if there's a zero, but I'm going to say zero to 10. You never know. Uh, maybe this is the first zero, Phil. Who knows? I could surprise you.
0: Eric, I swear to God.
1: <laughs> let's not start off like that. Oh, that's right. Uh, on correct. the podcast, we start with positives.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. OK, well, let's go ahead and start off here. As we mentioned, we do start off on the positive side. So let's go into some of the things that worked with Encanto, at least between, I don't know, maybe one or one, maybe just me or Eric. I don't know how the hell this thing is gonna go. I'm just as confused as you guys and concerned.
1: I, I wanna I wanna go first.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Eric. Okay, that's wow, this thing is okay. Go ahead. What what did you enjoy about the film, Eric?
1: <laughs> the movie's pretty.
0: <laughs> that's what you're gonna go. So I was gonna start with. Let's leave out the fact that the movie looks good because now we know to expect that from Disney, (laughs) but that's what you wanted to start with.
1: I also had that feeling. Uh, That is something I do expect from Disney. They delivered here, guys. Uh, So no doubts at all. If you know, you put, uh, you know, sound blocking headphones on and you just watch the film. uh, Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I'll let you get some, some more positives in there, Phil, for sure.
0: Listen, I okay, I as you guys cannot tell, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. My daughter really, really enjoyed it. My friend Vanessa that went with us as well. She enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the characters were very, very interesting. I really enjoyed Mirabelle specifically, who was played by Stephanie Beatrice, you guys may recognize, of course, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And she also had a small role in In the Heights, Eric's other favorite film. But I really enjoyed the, uh, the characters. I really enjoy getting to know the families, specifically uh, the Madrigal family. I did forget to read a synopsis of the film here that I did pull up. So let me read that first. The Madrigals are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Every child except Mirabelle. However, she soon may be the Madrigal's last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is now in danger. So a little bit late, but that is a synopsis of the film. So I really enjoyed the characters. I feel like, and this is kind of bleeding over a little bit into opportunities, but I feel like they probably sh- they could have spent a little bit more time on getting to know or, or introducing some of the other family members. But I think they really keyed in on the ones that were really, really cool or important or had. Really good stories to tell. The movie is about an hour and 50 minutes long. So I think it maybe could have benefited from a little bit more. But I did enjoy the the Madrigal family, at least myself. I also enjoyed the the story that it's telling. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a story that hasn't been told before. Talking about relationships and having to live up to a family that is, you know, extremely successful. That's a story... You know, as old as time when it comes to family, specifically with minority families as well. And I think they did a really excellent job here portraying, uh, you know, Mirabelle, somebody who just wants to try and like live up to the family legacy. She knows that the rest of her family is, you know, they're, of course, beloved by the town that they're in. They have all these amazing gifts and stuff like that. And she just wants to do her best to help the family. And I thought they portrayed that really, really well. Uh, Eric... (laughs) You know, those are a couple of things that I enjoyed, at least of the film. I don't know how you felt, but I really like the Madrigal family.
1: Sure, you, you're definitely um, able to have an opinion, I guess. But what I would say is, <laughs> what I would say, I did like the visual of the house for them not really doing a lot of world building. This home felt huge. They did; it was a really cool, uh, you know, idea, and I did like the execution of the house itself. The house being a character, uh, very, very enjoyable. Definitely like a Disney staple. You can absolutely see this being like a very popular toy come the holidays. So uh, really, really cool all around for that piece.
0: Yeah, so since I'm doing the heavy lifting here, I guess the one thing that I will say that I enjoyed that will lead into Eric's opportunity to do whatever it is that he wants to do. I enjoy the musical set pieces. I, I like the music. I liked the different the choreography that they did now of course you know they're animated characters but i think that each one of them had a it was it was fun i just enjoyed again the spectacle of it i thought it was of course it's going to be beautifully animated that's obviously a given as we talked about already it's very colorful i think the lyrics were a lot of fun i we found ourselves listening to the soundtrack as soon as we got back into the car and on our way home and i do think it holds up at least on on my end but i i believe That my co-host feels differently. But I really did enjoy the musical set pieces in the film a whole lot.
1: (laughs) All right, it's my turn. So uh, welcome to the dislike section of the podcast. (laughs) Did not like the soundtrack. Um, I, I disliked this soundtrack significantly. There is not a single song that I am thinking of right this moment. And we saw this movie a couple days ago. Not a Saturday. single song, Phil. Not a single song in my head right now. I literally can't. I know one of them talks about the actual family, and then uh, they liked to say Bruno and then no, no, no a lot. I remember those two things. That's it. That's it. Not a good soundtrack. And it, um, you know, it took a little bit of time, but it finally happened. I disliked something that Lin Manuel Miranda did uh, more than In the Heights, so.
0: Well, that's not yeah. true. I was going to say because you liked the last two things that Lin-Manuel Miranda has been involved in, which is this and in the high, well, you liked Vivo, which is a good it has good music, but it's a terrible movie. So Absolutely I'm not. Sure not. That is an
1: absolute <laughs> lie. We're going to fight on this so badly. We're going to fight on this so badly, and I will I will make a comment at the end that's going to make you mad because it's part of my closing. So, no. Vivo. Oh, God. Vivo. I'm going to go rewatch Vivo right now to forget about Encanto.
0: The soundtrack is is really good. Don't listen to Eric. The, the soundtrack is fine. <laughs> it's not. I don't know if I'm just not sure what are you holding it up like against other like, are you holding this up against Coco or anything else? Like, I, I'm just not sure. No, we, we it is.
1: We had a lot of great voice acting for Coco for Moana for many films that I've watched. Um, the voice acting is OK. The singing is not good, Philip. And, you know, it's not. And that's the thing that I think upsets me the most. You know that when Mirabelle or Bruno or Luisa, especially Luisa, don't even get me started. I tried not to literally laugh in theaters. And, and I understand what they were going for. Didn't work. The singing voices, Phil, are not comparable to what I would have expected out of a Disney soundtrack. And I'm just gonna be honest. And I've and I've heard great singing voices for Theme you theme songs of the movie. Coco is a significantly better film than this one that I just watched. I, I'm gonna that's a better compare because I know you're gonna get mad about Vivo. We only really bring up Vivo because Lynn's involved in it. But I would watch Coco 10 times out of 10 times before I ever put this movie on again.
0: Just that's just me. Well, I'm not gonna argue that this is better than Coco, because it's not, but I still really, really enjoyed it. The only thing, so this is one thing I was gonna bring up. And dislikes was now I really like Stephanie Beatriz I really do but I think they probably should have gone elsewhere for the main character Um as far as singing goes specifically now the voice acting I thought was fine but as far as singing and again this is just kind of recency bias and she was the only person that I can think of at the time I feel like somebody like a Melissa Barrera, Eric, who was from In the Heights, who played Vanessa, Vanessa (laughs) in 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 the Heights, I feel like maybe she would have been a better fit, at least for the singing part. So I'll agree with you on that. But I thought, I mean, the rest of it is I I enjoy Luisa's song. I again, it's different. It's not necessarily the traditional type of song or a voice that you would hear in a disney film and i like that they change it up a bit i don't need to hear the same thing each and every single time but as far as stephanie beatriz i did list that as one of my opportunities because i think maybe they could have gone a different route again and nothing against stephanie she's fantastic in pretty much everything that she does but i do think they could have gone a different route with her specifically
1: Another thing I think is uh, just really not good about this movie is the fact that it has a lot of great, and this is this is kind of like a mixture of likes and dislikes. There are story beats here and storytelling that is good, um, but it is, it is fumbled and jumbled throughout the entire film. I don't know what characters I'm supposed to care about, except when they break out in song to tell me that I care about them, and that's their only real significant part of the movie, uh, Louisa included who does her song and then spends the rest of the movie wallowing, just just crying. And then, you know, you look at who is the sister? Can't even remember the character's names. Uh, Isabella and... um, Isabella sounds right. Isabella sounds right. She's Mirabelle's sister. And Isabella, complete, you know what, the entire movie. One song later hey, we, we like her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the execution of a lot of it. This movie specifically is suffering as well from the lack of a clear villain presence. And I understand a villain can't be in every movie. I understand that. But when you look back to Luca, at least Luca, and I enjoyed Luca even more than I enjoyed in Canto, to give you perspective, because oh, I God. thought I just did. Um, it doesn't have music behind it, but neither did this movie, apparently. So to me, Luca, just in, it was a better storytelling. And even though the villain was lackluster, it at least gave us like a common enemy to appreciate the characters going against in some capacity. This movie was missing that significantly. And I think it really needed one for this particular film and this story they were trying to tell. You might disagree. But again, while I understand a villain can't be always the end-all be-all for a story, this one felt like it needed a real antagonist.
0: No, I don't think so, because the the antagonist of it is essentially Mirabelle trying to, again, fit into this family and figure out where she belongs. I mean, again, the grandmother is not necessarily a villain per se, but it's a realistic again, a realistic happening within families like this. Isabella is the sister. I can't remember if I said that Julieta is the mother. I think I did say Isabella, but... You did, you did. Yeah, okay. So that is the that is the um, the sister that you're talking about there. And yeah, I mean, I'll give you that one. That was kind of, it was a, a point where, again, and this is why I said in the beginning, I think this could have benefited from 15 or 20 more minutes to kind of flesh things out a little bit because that is one of the, the points where Isabella is a, you know, just c- completely awful to mirabelle and then all of a sudden you know things just kind of flip a switch very very quickly but no i don't think this needed some sort of villain that is trying to take down the household or or someone they need to, to fight with their powers or something along those lines because the you know internal strife within itself is just mirabelle's struggle with trying to find her place within a family that she essentially doesn't fit in with amongst everybody else that is you know of course extremely special
1: well, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, um, you are, uh, you know, you do have a right to your opinion. And, um, you know, no one can take that away from you, Philip. No one can take that ar- away from you, no matter how wrong it is um, and how, uh, you know, how bad it is. I, I-, I don't know how you <laughs> walked away from this movie. I'm honestly confused. I'd love to hear from you guys out there that are listening to the episode. If uh, definitely at the end of the episode, when we bring up socials, please sh- uh, shoot us a message so both of us can see it, um, because I want if I'm wrong. I'll just eat this. If this is frozen all over again, and this is like the best soundtrack I've ever seen, great. And not soundtrack, but what I'll say is it's one of those movies that just like catch on to audiences and they love it. I mean, great. Then I'll I'll just take the L. But I don't I don't think that audiences are going to walk away loving this. There's not a premiere song on this soundtrack. So even if even if we disagree that the soundtrack is average at best, uh, which you are obviously you know clamoring that it's it's better than that, uh, there is not a single. How far will I go? Let it go. Go away. Whatever song needs to be on here, it's not on here. And the rest of the soundtrack is just not good because of it. There's not a a single standout song. The voice acting and the singing, subpar to less than subpar. And the story itself just didn't lend itself to me. I, I guess I walked away from it not feeling like I could relate to the film. Which is crazy because I absolutely have a family like Mirabelle has, like like Abuela and and the brothers and the uncle. Like I saw that, and yeah, I related to it in the sense that I've gone through it. But this movie didn't really connect with me. Maybe it wasn't for me. Maybe it's just specifically for kids. I kind of forget that sometimes when we go to Disney
0: movies, but it didn't it didn't really resonate with me. Yeah, and again, uh, that is kind of what we are going to always see with any film. Me specifically, as I mentioned. I really found myself connecting with what Mirabelle was going through as well, you know, and like you said, Eric, both of you and I come from you know really large families and you know families that are not always super nice to each other. So I think that's why it definitely resonated with me. And yes, there is no "Let It Go" or "How Far I'll Go." I think it's funny that you just pointed out that for some reason "Go" is in all these songs, like on accident. <laughs> I never noticed that before. But yes, there is no "Let It Go." There's no. Uh, you know maybe marquee song that you're going to be that your kids are going to play over and over again but there are still good songs on here i don't agree with what eric's saying the The opening song the Family madrigal song is really fun and it gets you especially in the movie you get to meet all of the characters waiting on a miracle is a good song uh, what else can i do is a good song even if the execution isn't great because of what's happening with the character building but there are good songs here in Encanto, as far as i'm concerned i think Again, it's going to open itself up to a lot of communication. Before we get to our final thoughts here, Eric, I will say that you know you might find yourself here uh, on the outside looking in of this film. As far as you know, Rotten Tomatoes goes, it does currently have a 92% tomato meter score as far as critics and a 93% for audience score. So, Eric, maybe this is one of those films that you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in. And you know what? That is totally fine. I also want to tell you something that's going to make you even matter. So... <laughs> Because, no. because, Encanto is the 60th film that is released in theaters for Disney. Rotten Tomatoes has put together a list ranking all of the films based on their tomato meter score. Now, for some reason, there's 71 movies on here, so I don't know how we got 60th film and 71. I don't know that what the uh, I don't know what the case is with there, but uh, again, Encanto has a 70 or I'm sorry, has a 92 percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of right now. Which is good for number 15 on this list, Eric, out of 71, which is crazy. So uh, that's how it is being received. And uh, if you guys were curious, somehow Pinocchio and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh are both number one tied at 100%. So I don't know how the hell that happened, but that's where we are as far as number one and two.
1: <laughs> wow. It really would have left out that information. Um, really would have left that out. That, uh, that Zootopia really just is be-
0: number three at 98%. Zootopia, also that makes a better film. Better.
1: <laughs> also a better film than this. And I believe both of the directors or two of the directors out of the three that like co-directed this movie had a part to play on Zootopia. Uh, so right. a lot of things, right. a lot Myron of things Hauer, for this yeah.
0: movie. Yeah. He also worked on Encanto. And then in case you were wondering, on the very end of the scale at number 71 is The Jungle Book 2 uh, at 18%. <laughs> so I did not know uh, that movie existed, but here we are. So Eric, did you want to go first for the sake of ending this film on a higher note, or do you want me to go first?
1: I guess we'll go ahead and end it on a positive note, Phil. I'll I'll go first. Uh, Encanto was nice to look at, but the music was subpar at best for a Disney movie. Encanto has a lot of great story elements, but doesn't seem to put them together in a cohesive fashion. Encanto has a lot of flair behind it, but no substance for me. Every sentence I can say about Encanto in this final thoughts and this grade has a butt behind it. It took three animated films for me to dislike a Lin-Manuel Miranda soundtrack. Here we are in the film that I least expected it from, honestly. For every voice acting strength, there is a clear singing voice weakness to be found. I came in wanting to enjoy the movie, but at every turn, it managed to struggle to meet my continuously lowered expectations throughout my viewing experience. This movie is not getting more than a 5 out of 10 for me, and not only should you watch other films like Luca, Coco, not even soundtrack related films, but just better Disney films in general. Go watch Vivo on Netflix if you want a good Lin Manuel Miranda soundtrack. It's a better story with a comparable quality as far as visuals and a significantly stronger soundtrack. So don't listen to Phil. You'll at least feel some type of emotion in Vivo. Where in Canto, again, I don't really know how you can walk out feeling anything but disappointment. Film, here you go.
0: God, I hate you. I cannot stand. I have hated you more than it. we should not have done this right before we were about to go on this stupid cross country trip together. I'm so irritated. <laughs> I just I'm Bebo sorry. is a terrible story and with a good soundtrack. It's about a monkey trying to get to Miami. It's not as good of a film. He's a Kinkachu,
1: and you <laughs> it's knew the that
0: same thing. No one cares. <laughs>
1: That's racist. But what I would say is that you are wrong. You are wrong. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. I want you guys to watch Vivo, <laughs> and then unfortunately, go watch you Encanto. You can also watch right.
0: Vivo. <laughs> you can also watch Vivo. Oh, my God. This is this is the end of the podcast. Just so you guys know, this is going to do it. This is what's going to... Lin Manuel started this podcast, and <laughs> he's going to end it. God damn you, win, Lin. <laughs> oh, God. Is, okay.
1: Yeah, it's rough. I can't wait to hear your score. I'm going to be I'm going to be furious.
0: And let's get to this here. Encanto is a beautifully made film with a lot of heart and wonderful music that could have maybe used an extra 15 to 20 minutes. As I mentioned, I think a lot of people, specifically minorities, are going to find a sense of kinship with Mirabelle. Having to live up to almost impossible expectations within a family of overachievers is not a new trope, but Encanto manages to tell their version of the story very well. You can expect all of the standard vibrancy and attention to detail that have always been in Disney films, so there's really no surprise there. The musical set pieces, in my opinion, are lively and enjoyable, and to no one's surprise, Lin-Manuel Miranda has crafted even more tunes that will find themselves at home amongst the rest of your Disney playlist. The family members are interesting, and I hope they are expanded upon on Disney+, Plus since that's now a thing. The finale is a bit rushed, but I enjoyed the story so much. It didn't really bother me to the point where it took me completely out of it. We stand Mirabelle in this household, and I gave Encanto a 9 out of 10, and it will be in my rotation you for a long time to come. on insane. <laughs> insane. And, and if you don't feel like making your way to the theater, even though I highly recommend you do, it will be streaming on Disney Plus on December 24th at no additional cost.
1: All honesty, if it didn't affect recording, I wanted to leave the studio so fast. <laughs> I've never, I've never been more infuriated in our entire friendship. That is, ins- a nine, an eight. I was dead set. You're gonna give it an eight, a nine, Philip, a nine.
0: That is also what IGN gave it. Just so you know, IGN also gave it a nine. <laughs> well, and an editor's you. choice. Look at that. Look at that oh, right there. Wow,
1: editor's <laughs> choice. Fantastic. That's great. Great. Awesome. I am highly disappointed, Phil. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Just take us out of here. This is. <laughs>
0: Ridiculous. All right. Well, if one or both of us go missing in Los Angeles, California, <laughs> you probably know what happened. I will leave on my iPhone, uh, my find your iPhone <laughs> or my location settings. And you can find myself and my body uh, next to Eric, who is probably burying it somewhere in the California desert. So but yep. if you enjoyed this back and forth, you can find the podcast and all of our episodes. Anywhere you're streaming your podcast, which of course includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Buzzsprout, anywhere you find your shows. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For a Podcast, and on Twitter at Wait For a Pod. Make sure to check out that Instagram page here soon because as we mentioned, it will give you the lineup of episodes for December and also that will keep you up to date with what's going on with the show going forward. Don't forget to check out the link to our YouTube page, which is also in the show notes where you can find all of our live streams. Uh, but with that being said, Eric, let's get out of here because we probably shouldn't talk to each other anymore for the remainder of the night.
1: <laughs> it's a good time. We're taking off some uh, some time next month. Uh, that That is, uh, or this month, I should say, when this episode drops. So we're going to need it. Uh, With that being said, outside of next month, guys, we've got a ton of content looking forward to that we're looking forward to in 2022. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it.
0: So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? PLUS ULTRA! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino, yeah, they've got you covered. And all you
1: gotta do is wait for it.
0: This is the Wait For It Podcast.